Yeah, here. We're fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. Get nope. in the Garage. I can't do it. <laughs> welcome. welcome. Try one more time. Yeah, okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome <laughs> to Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. Get in the Garage. Uh, <laughs> A music ja. podcast for music lovers. Lavas. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike, here with me, the illustrious uh, Luke. Yep, I'm Luke. <laughs> the illustrious Jeffrey. Uh, G. Clef Jeff, as we call him. Whoa. You like that, huh? Can I be an industrious? An industrious. You are industrious. You are industrious. Like an ant. Like... <laughs> Aren't we all just worker ants? I think of myself Hard more worker. of like a hydroelectric dam, really. It's hydroelectric. Damn, 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 damn. Welcome. Uh, today, we have a very special episode. Uh, this month was Women's History Month. It was. The month of March. And uh, we thought we would do a special on women's history and music. We've done one before. Episode was called Woman Rock. Women Rock, I believe. But that was a, that was like, that was like quarantine era. It was over, you know, the phones. Back in the and quarantine the, era. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, less than, less than good quality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like the all co- of our podcasts are excellent quality. Yes, no, 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 they are. Once the, again, this isn't the content you want; it's the content you deserve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you get what you don't pay for. <laughs> if you listen to the anchor ad, that helps us out. Uh, it does. We've Please, made t- we've made ten dollars lo- in two years. We love anchor. <laughs> you can we make do. your podcast money with no minimal listenership. Yeah, well, I bought this kombucha using that ten dollars. <laughs> Well, you blew half our budget. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I didn't run it by the committee. I'm sorry. <laughs> we vote on these things. Uh, but we're here to talk about uh, women in music. Yes. I think we're not going to just uh, generally talk about rock, but um, no. we're probably, me and Mike are probably going to lean more to that side. But, yes. you know, we'll see how things shake out. We got a lot of genres, a lot of uh, people yeah. to talk about. Lots, lots and lots and lots. Uh, I'd um, like to shout out our friend Yoko Ono sitting in the corner. <laughs> If you enjoyed the Beatles Get Back documentary, this should be a lot like that. Yeah, yes, this is going to be exactly like Peter Jackson's Beatles documentary. <laughs> well, Yoko Ono is sitting quietly in the background. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so we thought we'd have some fun. Uh, maybe <laughs> Jeff's have a, like have no chat. fun, no f- no fun allowed. Oh, um, I, love, I love fun. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we have a couple of ideas. Uh, did you guys want to run down maybe some of our favorite albums first? Because I think sure. you want to like you do, do our top, top fave five, five fave, five fave, fave five, five, F- favorite. We can com- we can combine oh, yes, them. Thank you. <laughs> favorites. So these are our favorites. Um, <laughs> uh, if you'd like, I'll lead off. Yes. Um, uh, I, I have them in my show notes. Are we doing? Is it a no particular order collection of five? Uh, that's kind of what I went with. Sure, a uh, five essentials. Uh, we'll say female centric. Yeah, 
And why don't we just do them in one shot? Like, I'll just do my quick... I'll just do, like, a five, and you want to do it you that way? You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance. To blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You gotta... <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. So, um, I definitely... I definitely leaned hard rock. Sure. Um, the last episode, with the women rock episode, we I think we, we focused more so on um, specific artists rather than yeah. groups. Uh, so I tried to kind of go much more towards the group end of the spectrum just because, I mean, even though, you know, every band kind of has like their sort of major member, but... Um, Concentrate on the rock group because, uh, as Luke knows, I'm sure from reading his Aerosmith uh, biography book, that it was called Cock Rock for a reason, man. And it was very, very masculine-centric. Is that a word? Masculine-centric? Yeah. And it was kind of hard for the ladies to kind of get involved in this kind of stuff. But uh, a lot of them persevered and pushed through and ended up being some pretty badass bands at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Well, um, Michael, tell us some, about some of those bands, please. All right, so my first pick is... <laughs> Good Lord. Um, Just for the first... record, it's like 9 in the morning. It's yeah, early. we're so out of it. I'm so out of it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my first selection is a band called The Pleasure Seekers. Um, the album, it's... I'm not sure if it's on every streaming platform. I know for a fact it's on Spotify because that's what I use, but... Uh, the album to represent it is um, What a Way to Die. It was like a 2011 compilation album. Um, and shout out to the Pleasure Seekers because once again, Detroit coming in hot. Uh, they were all female group from Detroit, formed in 1964, which is pretty early, man. Uh, they were heavily influenced by like the formation of the Beatles and like the garage rock sound. And that's kind of what you get with this album. It's very... It's very British garage rock sound, even though they're from Detroit, which is kind of funny. You know what I mean? And it's not... I would say that a lot of the music that comes from Detroit, we've talked about it before, where it's kind of like, it's very American rock. Yeah. This album, not so much. I mean, it, it, it is a touch, because obviously they are from America, but it's... You can tell, this is heavy, heavy influence. Like, it sounds like the Animals, it sounds like the Beatles, it sounds like... You know what I mean? It's got that well, sort of, like, the early Who... You, know, you were telling kind of me this band is has a famous member that broke out later. Yeah, too, so in the, our listeners might know that. So yeah, so it was formed by two sisters, Susie Quattro and Patty Quattro. And Susie Quattro was actually fifteen at the time of the formation of this band, and Patty Quattro was seventeen. I was trying to find my Susie Quattro records behind you. It's okay. You tried. tried. Yeah, she. If you want to check out more Susie Quattro specifically. She's the bass player, I believe. Uh, she had an yes. album in 1973 called... Uh, it's self-titled, but the, the single on that is Can the Can. Yeah. That's the that's the Susie Quattro jam. Um, she was also heavily featured on the TV show Happy Days with Fonzie. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh. It, if you pull up that Shangri-La's record, there's a picture of Fonzie right there. Which one? Right behind that Shangri-La's record. Nope, down. That's oh, the wait, that's, that's the Ronettes. Yep. <laughs> Have some fucking respect. Uh, show our listeners. Hey. The, show our listeners the Fonz. Hey. Sit on it, bud. Henry fucking Winkler. Right on. Um, I've never heard of this band. You've never heard of this band? Oh, they're no. cool, man. They're pretty cool. The album. Uh, I don't like. I said it was a 2011 release. Sorry, but the um, 
the album cover is kind of like the four of them standing there. I don't know if you want to, but it looked it you know it definitely looks very like 1960s esque. It's like pink and um, green and black, but it's very classy. And the four of them are just kind of like standing there. And there's like a list of songs on the side. It's very it's like reminiscent a um, of like wait, that what color 60s. is the cover? It's pink. Pink. And Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Can we um, either turn me up one notch or turn everybody down one notch? Uh, yeah. Thanks, um, man. You're welcome. So cool. I'll have to check this out. The Pleasure Seekers. I I'm familiar with Susie Quattro. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so going into the album, just like a couple of uh, song highlights. Uh, there's a song called "Gotta Get Away." That's a great tune. Gotta get away. Um, great organ work on there, and then. Uh, the, the next tune, Never Thought You'd Leave Me, that's another, like, really cool, like, surfer, rock-style, like, wipeout vibe kind of song. So that's what's cool is, like, it is it is that early rock and roll, but they kind of, like, they kind of dip their toe in sort of every variant of that garage rock band. So they do, like, the California garage rock thing. They do the English garage rock thing. You know, you can kind of... Even though they're in Michigan, you can kind of hear like the regional nuances from every style of garage rock. You know, yeah, Detroit, pretty man. cool, great, great bands. Yeah, Motown, and then you have all the hard rock. It's a great uh, mixture of influences, and you know, I yeah. like the uh, how the girls were kind of more influenced by the, like the British invasion garage rock kind of thing. That's yeah, man. There's like even like a song like uh, "Locked Locked in Your Love." I'll play it for you guys in your headphones real quick, but it's pretty cool because. It has very much of this sort of like, this isn't. Yeah, this it's got like a Motown and garage. Yeah, yeah right, right. So you it. hear all those influences. You hear all the influences in the music, and it's um, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. And if you mm. enjoyed this as well, uh, they went on to I think with a different, uh, like member like crew lineup, um, they morphed into a band called Cradle. Definitely worth listening to. It's similar in this like in this sort of vein but it's it's more focused and um <clears throat> excuse me it's a lot heavier too it's a lot more sort of like it's a little grittier it's a little heavier it's a little almost like proto medleyer you know yeah. what i mean it's kind of like you th- they throw a little blue cheer into the mix um so pretty cool pretty pretty cool right on michael pretty cool thank you pretty, for pretty cool thank you for the the pleasure seekers you're welcome let's it, just go it's been a let's, pleasure let's just go around fuck it all right you know. do you want me to go next yeah go ahead Oh, okay. I'll you pick, know, why not? I'll pick. I I have an album. Doing things on the fly. Uh, so my album is it's a real classic. Um, it's this artist's debut album. Uh, we're gonna go back to February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five, with Jules Pieces of You. <laughs> um, yeah. Jeff suggested we pick the most female centric records we could mm. think of, and for me, um, I can't think of any more female centric record than this record. Mm. Um, my mom, my sister played a bunch when I was a kid. Um, I like how the songs are, you know, like folky and like, um, crazy emotional, not like crazy emotional. So, you know, but, um, like, you know, very full of like passion and like, um, heart in a lot of it. It's like, you know, I say this a lot, but like, you know, I may not feel this way forever, but I feel this way right now kind of thing. Um, and I think it's a it's a great album. It's a great debut album, and yeah. it's uh, it carries like the legacy of uh, Joni Mitchell's and Carol King's of the world, and yeah. really puts it in her own voice. Um, 
and I love Jewel. I think she's a great artist. Uh, check out her Joe Rogan podcast if you are like not a fan of Jewel and you just kind of want like. Uh, it was a great uh, if you're like a music fan, just to hear like her story and how she broke and how she made it. It's yeah. very fascinating. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just I really love this record. Um, my favorite song on here is uh, called "Near You Always." Um, it's like a love love song. It's acoustic guitar. It was done live, um, and like you wouldn't know it's done live. And you're just like listening to it, and then at the end, people start clapping, and you're like, "Oh my god, that was a that live, was live take! That's a <laughs> bread, like it's amazing." Yeah, um, yeah this album was like uh, recorded very cheaply. Um, it did not cost the record company almost anything. Like half the tracks are live, and a couple mm. of them were done in the studio. Yep. Um, I just think it really is a like a great you know statement of you know what being a young woman was like yeah. for her and uh she was like living out of her car at the time yeah like who will save your soul is you know the song about people passing on the street the busking song she just wrote it while people were walking um hmm. you know and then like little sister is like you know it's very like has you know woman to woman relationships um you were meant for me also mm. having like mm. Oh, you were meant for me is like it's so heartbreaking. It's got yeah. like all the great lines. Like I got my maple syrup, you know, I got my pancakes too. Everything but you, like the towels on the floor lyric, amazing. Um, and then also the out uh, the title track, foolish games. Um, having oh, the man. piano just like tearing me. It's so epic. It's so emotional. It's like if you if you ever want like a good cry. Break up his song like Foolish Games is so good in your car. Play it loud, you know. Yeah. It's uh this album is is great and it's very much uh, you know I think of uh, womanness when I hear it. So yeah, sure. strong, powerful. Yeah. Joel. Joel. Uh, my first pick is also from the nineties, uh, from nineteen ninety eight, and that's uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Right on. Which uh, famously became the first hip-hop centric album to win like the grammy for album of the year and record of the year and best new artist and blah blah blah, blah. um i remember her having hit songs off of this album so i was 10 years old and watching the videos and being really into this album and this was a very early purchase for me when i like was buying my whole cd collection so i was probably like 14 and i became obsessed with this record it's it's a true concept album, so it has kind of these interludes, these, I wouldn't say skits in the, like, they aren't supposed to be funny throwaway things, but, like, um, these little things that connect all the songs thematically. And it's a album about, um, I believe she was 20 or 21 when she made the album, and she was leaving a successful group, the Fugees, and people told her it wasn't going to work out, she should just stay with that group, and she wanted to do her own thing, and she went down to um, Bob Marley's studio in Jamaica, and she ended up being in a relationship with and having a child and being maybe multiple children and for many years with one of Bob Marley's sons. Mm. And so this, she mostly self-produced the album, so it has a very organic, like, homegrown feel. Um, things are very lush and layered, and it's, it sounds like an album from the mid-70s, early 70s. You know, we think of those like What's Going On and those yep. type of classic soul albums. Uh, excellent singer, excellent rapper. Yeah. Um, it's like female songs in the key of life in the 90s. 
Yeah, that yeah, that, that's that always is, how I kind of yeah, yeah. when yeah. I like listen to it. Yeah. Like, because I think we talked about this album we a couple months ago. Yeah, I always talk about this album. Yeah, yeah like. Great. I mean, it's a great record, so yeah. why not? And this is, uh, this like, well, not this album specifically. However, <clears throat> just speaking about Lauryn Hill broadly, like, the Fugees was that album. I mean, Luke talks about it all the time where he's just like, this may have been like, one of the al- only... The score, the second yeah, album. The yeah, the score. Uh, you know, th- you know, like, this this was a CD that that my family probably owned that was like one of the only black artists like this sure. like the fujis that the score was one of those albums like yeah. my mom was like a big sade head sure. as well yeah um i don't know where she's from though is she from france is she from france I, sade yeah i thought she was british but i oh maybe she I is british remember. yeah um but yeah very like my mom was she's really into heaven. she's from heaven man she's a smooth <laughs> operator you might say uh you know so you know, some heavy rotation of like female artists, like always in my mom's car, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Lauren Hill was one of them, man. And this was yeah. another album that is just like an extension of like all the stuff you love that Lauren Hill does on the Fuji stuff. It's mm-hmm. just that for yeah. a whole record. And it's so good. It's, and it's, it's so, so good. And like you said, the recording quality is beautiful. Yeah. And it's like one of these like masterful works, yeah. you know. And the Fuji's are good. But this this album is straight up like way better. One of the te- one of my ten favorite albums of all time. Like this album is, I like this album probably more than what's going on, and probably more than songs in the key of life. Yeah, like their place in history may be different, but for me personally, this album is incredible. It like it's unmatched, it's untouched. Um, I could just list songs after song after song, but um, particularly I love the song "To Zion," which is. Um, kind of like a march, not marching, but like an old spiritual in the way of like a crowd is moving to a place and that's what the song is about, Go, getting to a better place. But the song is also about motherhood and her chi- her first child that she was pregnant at the time of making this album was named Zion. I'm about to sneeze really hard. God, God bless, bless you. your soul. Oh, thank you. God bless America. Um, but the big hits, doo-wop, that thing, uh, everything is everything. And... uh yeah i mean this album and you gotta listen just sit and listen to the whole thing it's like an hour and 10 minutes long and it's um yeah yeah, and it's it's like luke said and like you said like when i think of women albums this is automatically the first one comes to my mind because it's all the themes are things that like honestly i i will never experience 95 percent of anything she sings about on this whole album yeah because I just don't, I won't have that experience and perspective. Right, right. So it is just like good books, just like good movies and music and art. And like it opens your mind to something that you won't actually go through yourself. So. Right. Yeah. Especially as a black woman. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great choice. All right. Well, to, uh, to continue with my sort of rock band theme. Tell us um, about that, Michael. My next pick from 1970, it's a band called Fanny. They were an all-girl rock group, uh, and that, that record's behind you. Is it? Oh yes. This is not. This is not the album that I that I chose. I just chose the debut album. But yes, this is another Fanny album. Mother's Pride. I think this one was produced by Todd Rundgren. I thought that was a Bootsy Collins record. <laughs> I know Todd Rundgren uh, produced, produced one, of their, one of their albums. I thought it was this one, but I if may not, be, I'll find that. Out I may be you. mistaken. But um, yeah, just a cool band, you know. Like it's it's you know like foot stomping, sort of feel good rock and roll. 
It's like the Use first, your eyes, It's you like bum. the first thing. It's like produced by Todd Rundgren. They are, oh, they I are, just didn't find the it. the first liner note. Tiny, tiny letters. This is what they look like. Yeah, listen, my eyes are not as great. Read for yourself. Read for yourself. Pause it on that on that shot. Um, so yeah, they were they were kind of made. They were they were put kind of in the spotlight because they did a cover of Badge, uh, the Cream song. Yeah, uh, that got them a lot of uh, radio play. And it's it's the a good... Cream song written by. Did George Harrison help write that song? I believe was it George Harrison. I'm pretty sure. I will look that up for you while you continue talking. Yeah, check that out. Um, so yeah, it's a good it, it it's a good album. It's a little bit like they're you know to a certain extent they're considered sort of like hard rock. This first album, I wouldn't necessarily consider it hard hard rock. It's just it's much more like feel good, strummy, kind of almost Stones esque, like strummy kind of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 hard hitter on this record is the last song uh, called Seven Roads. Um, but it, it almost sounds like Carol King with a backbeat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're noted as being like a really big influencers behind like, you know, the runaways and the bangles and like, uh, what's the other band? That's not the bangles that we always think is the bangles. The go goes. <laughs> is this a bangle song? Or a... I was gonna think. I was trying to think about like doing one of those. For this we should have had a segment of this episode yeah. where we just play clips. Bangles yeah. or go goes? As we look like idiots and yeah. completely disgrace. The um, bangles and the go goes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they got in good with a lot of a lot of big acts. Um. Uh. What's her name? Barclay. I forget her first name. Nick, Nikki Barclay. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, she sang as backup for uh, Joe Cocker's Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Like, they, you know, um, they opened for, like, Slade, Jethro Tull, Humble Pie. You Slade? Know. Slade. Those yeah. records are definitely behind you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. There's a, there's a lot of Slade Did records. You... Not, he just keeps those in the Argent records right oh. next to each other because there's just so in, many. In a padlocked case. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wait for like one. Eng- if there was an English dude here, he'd be like, "Slade is great." Listen, yeah. the day that no, you Ron- have to say it right. Slade is great. The man. day that Rod Argent die is the day I become a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> Sell those records. There's Slade, be, there's listen. always money in that banana stand. Listen, there's only so many zombies albums, and you wanted to hear if there was something that's else. Yeah, that's true. There's not. Um, <laughs> but um, this band went viral like a couple months ago with like a that you guys see that they clip. On? I thought they the were on like the midnight on special or something, and uh, one of their clips was being heavily passed around on like oh. Instagram. All those music um like yeah ones um a fanny clip was like heavily being shared. Yeah, but um, this is another. I've heard of this band. I don't think I've ever heard a song by them. There's um, a yeah, I, that's good. And Patty Quattro. <laughs> Ended up joining the band a little bit later on. She actually might be on that one, I think. Uh, but she came in as, um, I think, on drums at some point in the in the band's career. Um, no, not no, on this one. Not on that one. No. Um, but there's really, there's like some good songs. Like I said, Badge was good. Um, I just realized it's a great song. By the um, way, Badge is co-written by George Harrison. And oh, it is. Eric Clapton. The cream has gone bad. The cream of the crop. Um, but yeah, th- the cream always a, falls to the bottom. There's a great YouTube video of this band, uh, either on like the Midnight Special or one of those type of shows, uh, Old Grey Whistle Test, something like that. So um, check that out as well. Yeah, check I've it watched out. That. It's very good. And their first album is super approachable too. It's only it's it's about 40 minutes long, so it's like in that nice little you know window of 
Good album length. Good album length. Approachability, if you will. So, yeah, check it out. Fanny. The album cover is the four of them standing with, like, their backs facing uh, the album, like the camera. So, check it out. Fanny. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Like Luca? it. Great pick, Michael. Thank you. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go for another uh, childhood favorite of my mother and my sister. And we're going to go with the Lance yeah, Norsets Jagged Little Pill. I was going to ask about Lance when you talked about Jewel, but I figured I thought it was going to come up. Yeah, it's coming up next. So, like, like again, like when you said this, I was like, I was thinking really hard, and I was kind of like, kind of thinking of like the more ones that are like popular right now, those kind of artists. But um, I was, then I thought, really started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, Jagged Little Pill is a great record. Um, it has a lot of um, a sense of female. Um, in it is uh you know the i'm um, you know i like that it's like pissed off female um sometimes and then sometimes it's super sweet like it holds like both things um which like i think a lot of female artists weren't able able to have multi-dimensional um song like songwriting especially in like one album because it's usually like i love you or i don't love you or and that's kind of like you know what i mean in the pop space but this album really broke through um, with like some of the more aggressive songs, um, I really like the album opener. All I really want, like, it's just you know, yeah. I like that the guitars on here are like kind of bluesier and more aggressive, and they weren't afraid to do that. Um, the drumming on this record is you know pretty heavy at that, yeah. um, and I think it's got great songwriting on it. Um, you learn is one of my favorite songs. I think that's my favorite song on the record. Oh yeah, like because it's just. I think so. Yeah. It's just like yeah, the choruses on here are like they hit really well. Um, and there's like so many phrases on this album that became like just iconic. And I think it speaks to how like great the songwriting is. Um, one hand in my pocket, you know, the phrases from that song, like mm. the other one's giving a high five, smoking yeah. a cigarette, ironic. giving a peace sign. Yeah, ironic. Ironic like, was every every teenage girl's you know yearbook quote in 1996 probably yeah, like yeah. Ly- lyrics from that yeah. album, from that song yeah I, I think this it just has like a lot of heart and love and you know obviously the classic you ought to know um hands down for uh you would would she go down on you in the theater like like just that line just being like i'm gonna say that and i'm like good good for you like it's <laughs> just because it's a flavor that like Maybe wasn't so expressed, especially in like a pop, you know what I mean? Album yeah. that was so successful. It's just got all like the piss and vinegar, and then all the sweetness. We you know? play, we played that song last night, and women who weren't even born when this album came out were fucking. It was about to be like a mosh pit. Yeah, huh? <laughs> well, the shit's empowering, every man. time, yeah. every time. You know, like how yeah. many like stupid songs are there by dudes that are like. Fuck that I'm girl. a fucking idiot. Basically, is what yeah, the song yeah, is. Right, yeah, right. fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like this one, like flips it. It's great. It and that's yeah. why it still works. Yeah. Everybody knows it. It's it is a classic album. And the voice too. The voice is just yeah. so unique. Mm-hmm. And all the like, kind of like yodely, breaky, yes. like yes. like all yeah. that. Similar to the Jewel album, personality. Too, you know? You know? Yeah. yeah. 
You it, know, ten seconds into any of her songs, oh yeah, this is Alanis Morissette. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the yodely, and then like yeah. it's so like you you're like, oh yeah, I believe that. You're like, yeah. I know that girl. Yeah, like you kind of get that vibe too. Yeah, um, yeah, I just love this record, and it's got hits after hits after hits after hits. Yeah, it's like one of those records where you listen to it and you're just like, you don't know that you know every song on this album. No, I know. Oh yeah, I, I know yeah. every song yeah. on this record. Yeah. This, is, this I, was another one. This was a my yeah. my mom loved this record, man. I I I'm not gonna do any research because. Yeah, that's for nerds. But I I do think that this is the number one best selling female solo album of all time. I think really? it sold like twenty seven million copies. Uh, Luca, do you have the do I'm you getting, have the truth that's I'm on Wikipedia? <laughs> the truth is out there. No. Look it up. Do the research yourself. But yeah. I believe it is. It would it's, be on the bottom, like reception. It's like in the top something. fifteen of all time albums, period. Yeah. But on that list, there is no female solo album that's ahead, of, and there's no female group album. Like, yeah, the biggest other albums that would sell that many, like the it's, first Spice Girls album, that didn't sell fucking that many. You're yeah. right. Really close that it is one of the best selling albums of all time, but it's not the best. I don't think it's the best selling. I'm gonna Google that. Best Google it. Female, I'm sticking by it. I feel str- I feel strong in that. Yeah, it's a great record. The, though. We'll call it an opinion fact. That's so <laughs> female. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is ninety five. What what was the what year was the Jewel album? Was that ninety five as well? Uh, ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, yeah right, like right. That. It's interesting that like the the like the the yodeling thing was kind of hot for a minute. Well, that was like know? that was. Because it's like that Rocky Mountain influence. Well, that's the tail end of the of that four year. Kind of, that Lilith Fair mm, okay. period in that early. So who? What groups was that? Okay, so you're you who? G- give me another guess. I'm so sorry. About what? Because you're not. We're not even. We're not even close. Female solo albums. Female solo albums. The Bodyguard. Selling. Whitney Houston. The Bodyguard. Britney Spears. Oh. A single album? Oops, I did it again. 20 million albums sold. And what's uh, what's Jagged Little Pill, though? Oh, wait. is that, Am I wrong again? Because Jagged Little Pill... Wrong, wrong again. again. Jagged Little wrong Pill, again. Jagged Little Pill, I think, sold like 12 million the first oh, year. 40 million. Oh, no, you are right. Whitney yeah. Houston, the bodyguard. the bodyguard, is the best seller. Which technically is not a Whitney Houston album, because... Second one, though. Because I this is sure. this is the one I was gonna throw out, but I didn't say Shania Twain. Oh, oh come on over! Yeah, okay. that's the second. Man, um, and the third, like third, okay, is Alanis Morissette's Fact Opinion. Pill. It's the third. That's pretty good, though. It should be the first. It should be the first. Yeah, that's come on crazy. over is really good, though. Yeah, that was that was my mom's. Oh yeah, come my on mom. Over. Are you kidding me, dude? My nana used to clean house to that. That's like that's the man. She breaks out the Swiffer. She and she's dancing like 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 Mrs. Doubtfire. She's just with the vacuum cleaner, dipping it down, bringing it back up. So you're Brad Pitt. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you drive a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that um, don't impress me much. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Shout out Shania Twain. Yeah, the uh, but yeah, Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, it's a great, great album. album. Great, great, great album. album. Great album. Right on. So Jeffrey, um, my next, my next, my second choice is uh, we're gonna keep it very contemporary and another album I've probably spoken about multiple times on this podcast, but fuck, um, <laughs> it's from 2020 and it's Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple, 
which is her fifth album, I want to say. Um, she's an artist who is like in the last in my lifetime. She's my favorite female artist. Um, she makes music like it was like a three year break between albums, then like a five year break, then a seven year break, and then like a twelve year break. Yeah, um, or like nine year break. This album is uh, awesome. She recorded it mostly in her home, like by herself, like not really understanding the recording software she was using. And so it has all these glitches and mistakes like left in on purpose. She's a piano player um, first and foremost after vocals. So there's a lot of piano on this. Um, There's a lot of like found percussion so like she's like clicking spoons and plates and like i like dinging when, on glasses and... i like on fetch the bolt cutters when she uses the cats and yeah. dogs barking yep. and meowing yep. to do rhythm it's like yeah. boop, meow, boop, <laughs> yeah. boop, meow. she's like drags chairs as like snare drum <laughs> yeah, like brushes like, and stuff mm-hmm. yeah um it's so it's like a very guttural primal like unadorned i mean i say unadorned but then you listen to this album and you're like there's layers there's 500 layers of things on it it's just that everything is just kind of like these like surrounded of sounds yeah um and it's like her her as like in her early 40s mid 40s so her voice has always been this kind of alanis style of a lot of personality, a lot of break, a lot of like beauty in the like frailty and a lot of power, like a lot of kind of on the verge of yelling type of singing. Um, but she's an awesome vocalist. And uh, I've been waiting many, many years for this album. I Yeah, it was eight years between albums. And uh, it came out and it was like, you know, hugely critically acclaimed and awards and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And uh, it was... The first album, uh, it w- it came out in like April of the pandemic era. So really, when this came out, it like we were all trapped in our houses for that yeah. last for that month already. And I heard this album, and I was like, yeah, this is the sound of someone trying to get out all of their feelings and thoughts, and like fighting their demons, and like um, getting it all on record while in their house, like kind of bouncing off the walls. So it was a great album for that time. And uh, it's going to stick out. It's That's my favorite part about this record, like you said. Mm. It sounds like um, it sounds like someone's house. Mm. So, like, you get, like, to almost personally feel, like, what their house sounds and feels like mm. and, like, what yeah. is going on in their house, like, yeah. um, like audio-wise, which is, like, something that we don't get in a lot of records because they're mm. recorded in the studios. Mm. So it brings, like, a whole very personal statement to it mm. that, like, you're right, and it, it, like, adds that whole other level of, like, this, you, you get to hear the home it was recorded in, mm, because it does, yeah. every recording sounds like, um, like, has its own soundscape. The space, yeah, yeah right. to it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, yeah. and why this is such, so high on my, uh, women-centric albums is, um, like, really, if I'm gonna pick a Fiona Apple record, it's her second album, when, when the pawn, um, blah, 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 dot, dot, dot. It's, it's a lot. Don't it's, even look it, it, it up. It's look a whole it poem. It's, a long it's, thing. Not, it's 900 words for the <laughs> title. Um, but this is the album that's the most uh, female empowerment. She's an artist who like has been very been very open um, since the start of her career. She was sexually assaulted when she was a preteen, and uh, she's always been working out her trauma and her perspective and all that through her music. And Fetch the Bolt Cutters is like a defiant statement 
it's a middle finger to the world about how we need to listen to women and respect women. Mm-hmm. And there's songs about emotional abuse. Uh, there's songs about desire and need and being ignored. There's songs that are about how women have been treated. There's, uh, I can't offhand think of the title of the song, but there's a song that like there, one of the verses is like from the perspective of like a farmer's wife in the 1800s whose life is, you know, get up, do work at this house. And then like, before I fall asleep, the guy that forcibly married me rapes me. Mm. And it's like, and then, and then it flash forwards on the next verse to like modern day women's experience. It's, it's a, it's, it's like a, a chilling and eye eye opening doesn't begin to describe what this album is like. If you listen to this album, there's um there's songs about like women um lifting each other up and or like women jealousy, like how people you know, girls fight over a guy and like fuck this guy's not even worth fighting why are we fighting over this guy yeah. type of songs. Um yeah, I'm gonna listen to this album today. I, I listen to this album often because it's you know, it's like reading a history book about yeah. a different life experience. And, uh, yeah, and it's my favorite. It's not my favorite, but is the most Very vi- visceral. Yeah. 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 Nice. Great well, choice. Because my five albums, full disclosure, my five albums m- might have been just the five Fiona Apple <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I'm obsessed yeah. with Fiona Apple. I yeah. love her music. So, um, but yeah, uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters is. Right on. Yeah. Um, my next selection is from 1980. It is a band. Uh, Lita Ford. No. You're, you're pretty close. Man. Pretty close. Uh, Girl School is the name of the band. Uh, Demolition is the name of the record. Uh, they're, they're a band. So this album is very, very reminiscent of the first Metallica album. Uh, Kill 'em okay. All, where it's sort of like where punk meets metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were mainly discovered by Lemmy of Motorhead. Uh, that great quote where he's like, "No, these, these people don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a quote. That, that is a quote. Great. What a quote. Lo- what a loquacious <laughs> man. That great. No, no. Where, so like his whole, where he's just like, "Oh, they think that these girls can't play guitar." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. she's better than you, man." You know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Like this is the band that he was referencing. Um, okay. Great, great band. Is killer. it girl school or girls cool? Oh, I could be. I, or is it? I, is it? It's one word together. Oh, one okay. word. Girl school. Gotcha. 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 Um, but great driving. Yeah. You know, guitar and drums and bass stuff. Like I said, it's very much like uh, Kill 'Em All. Even this song, uh, um, Demolition Boys. Uh, it does that thing where, like, in the fur in Kill 'Em All, where. Dave Mustaine is like soloing. Well, I think it's Kirk Hammett on the final recording, but it's that the solo and then like the key changes, it goes up, mm. I think like a full step and the solo follows it up. Like sure. they do that kind of stuff, like these sorts of movements. Um, I did research the lyrics for this album and I wouldn't necessarily say that this album is like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lyrically very substantial, but it doesn't matter because it's like, again, man, it's that well, same thing where like, will you there, give us this... some song titles, Michael? Because girls have the right to make stupid rock and roll too. Damn right. 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 You're damn, damn right. right. And that's the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, race with the devil, nothing to lose, midnight ride, baby doll, emergency, deadline. Um, I the really, actual... I, Mike's playing it by headphones right now. I love this. 
Yeah, like it's it's this is like it's like um it's like great deep purple like um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah right right it it's kind of sounds like um in rock uh, machine head deep purple what's with, that song? it reminds you of da, 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 da. oh it, it sounds like highway star no it reminds you of the uh, what's the song it's like. Um, it's off a baby driver soundtrack where the guy does this screaming. Oh, oh. the focus song? Yeah. Yeah. Focus, focus, focus by focus or whatever. But that's what the yeah, riff yeah, it's that like. it's that driving. Yeah, this is super rad. I love yeah. this. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good, and it's and it's nice too because it's like early in their career because they were formed I think in 1978. Um, so this is still early enough before they kind of like leaned heavier into like the 80s metal. Yeah. So this is still sort of in the, the, the early rumblings and stuff. It, they, they were really birthed out of like the new wave of British heavy metal. Mm. that you So you had bands like Judas Priest, like early Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. This, stuff like that. This is like priesty too, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like early priesty, you know, like um, again, like Luke said, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, all that mm. stuff. And they're, they are from the UK. So there's that heavy influence of like the UK sort of metal sound. Um girl and school. um girl school man check it out like it's a lot of fun uh, and Kelly Johnson too she's a great guitar player she was the lead guitar player for like the first couple albums I think she ended up leaving at some point but dude great 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 metal rock Yo, you hear that virus slap of course I heard that <laughs> you and Jeff's eyes were like virus slap is like my dog whistle I hear it every time um that, that's cowbell for me uh, uh-huh. speaking of virus slap uh sweet emotion never realized Begin. oh yeah <sighs> Yeah, it's a classic virus. <laughs> Girls' uh, school. Girls' school. Check it out. Did they perform in like all like you know like prep? Cr- yeah, I would not. Uh, be surprised. No, no, no. They were much more uh, sort of like they kind of dressed more like Motley Crue. Oh, that's what I figured yeah. based on the music. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, check them out. Yeah, as a Kelly Johnson's guitar player, very like Girl school. Ace Freely almost esque, mixed with a little Dave Mustaine, even even a little Leslie West kind of thrown in there too, with that sort of like charging, sort of like on the beat every time, like kind of thing that Leslie West does. So, uh, check them out. Girl school, man, killer band, killer killer band. I was so I was so like pleasantly surprised when I listened to this. You know, the other album. That I was gonna do that I li- I did listen to but I changed my pick last minute. Uh, S- Screaming Blue Murder that was 1982, also definitely worth a listen. Right on. My that album covers where they all look like Motley Crue. Is it my turn? Next? The Crew. Yeah. I'm gonna choose the album that is on your left, right? Is that your left? Yeah. Uh, Joni Mitchell, Blue, 1971. Um, this album. Uh, for me, it's just super. I mean, we've talked about this album on this podcast before. This album has a big resurgence right now. It's very female. Um, it's like I don't know if you could get any. This is like the blueprint. This is the one for that kind of yeah. album. The blueprint. Um, Where's our soundboard? Uh, Thank you. No, well, the soundboard would have gone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> I love this album because it. I feel like it's the first album, like, um, the first two albums I had were, are very reminiscent of the feelings on this album, or at least the, like, the tone. Um, I love the songs on this. Uh, Michael is playing us an advertisement. Mike's playing us this trailer for The Lion King. Actually, no, it's the trailer for, what's that, uh, Shen Yun? Oh, my God. Shang, Shang Shen Chi? Yun. Yeah. Um, Shen Yun. It's like the... Um, it's like um, the Asian dance um, sensation. Time. <laughs> 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 um, anyway. 
Yeah, sorry. I, I was just trying to pull up some Jody. I really, really like no, this. Too loud, um, too loud. This this album it has uh, a lot of flavors to it. It's got um you know like it's got the really 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 sad. It's got the really 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 happy. Yeah. Um, obviously songs like River um and California are very popular in our zeitgeist at the moment. Um, I just like how Joni Mitchell one like instrumentation wise she uses things like the dulcimer. Um, and it's really folksy and kind of like um. It's just like the arrangements on this album aren't super complicated, a lot of finger picking um, or just like straight like heavy strumming on the dulcimer kind of yeah. thing. Um, trance, uh, drone like, that's what I'm trying to say, drone. Mm-hmm. Um, and lyrically, I love what she's uh, putting forth here. You have like songs like All I Want um, where, you know, I want to write you a love letter, I want to knit you a sweater, I want to make you feel free. Um She's, like, expressing how she feels about a man, and it's in a very personal way um, and not in a very, like, one-dimensional you know, one dimensional kind of, like, I like you, you like me kind of thing. It's, yeah. like, I'm going to give you the reasons why I like you and then the reasons I hate you in the same song. Yeah. Um, like, all in the album opener, All I Want, I feel like that's presented like that. Um, and... I like that because that's what real relationships are like. They have love and dislike and hard feeling. Um, Primarily, though, this album is a breakup record, Um, I would say, from her relationship from Graham Nash. Um, And it has all of those, you know, uh, Case of You is, you know, one of the most emotional songs ever. I like this record. Um, I don't want to listen to it all the time because it is a it, it's, it's a tearjerker. Is a tearjerker. Yeah, because yeah, there's like times. there's three or four songs that are pure like happy, but there's four or five that are not happy at they're, all. They're like tear you to the ground yeah, kind yeah. of things. Like um, for me, like River and is like you know yeah. is you know they're talking about putting up the Christmas trees and like how you just like don't want anything to do with anybody's joy or happiness. And like that for me was like a, I liked that. Cause it was like, is honest. It's not like it's very honest and very like, this does suck. This isn't fun. But then it also has like the complete opposite. And like I've said, sometimes in the same song and um, you know, everybody knows this record. Um, if you don't know this record, Get hip to Joni Mitchell. She's one of the best songwriters of all time, um, all time. So check check her out. And yeah. this is, I think, her crowning achievement in like the folk mm-hmm. idiom. Um, yeah. She'd go on to get jazzier and, um, you know, hang out with Mingus later in the decade. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is her folk masterpiece and yeah. probably her best record. And shout out to Joni Mitchell too for supporting the island of Crete, where she wrote the majority of this album. Yeah, she did. Cal- what's, what's the song that? Meadow by Macretion now. Yeah, yeah. But there's uh, another. What's Matala is where she was, I believe. Well. Carrie, Carrie is the one that like is about the man on the beach and stuff yeah. in Greece. Yeah. Crete. So, thank you, Joni Mitchell. You are, Whoa. you're an American songwriter, but yeah. you are a Greek national treasure. Actually, she's Canadian. So you're a Canadian songwriter, <laughs> but you are a Greek <laughs> national treasure. She's one of the. She yeah, well, literally she, sorry, the song sorry, is. Sorry. I, lo- I just, I just, Canada. yeah. I, she may I just be American, read. but she's definitely Canadian born. She might be currently American. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mike, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar Joni with Mitchell, her. Joni Mitchell, our favorite Mexican American singer songwriter. 
Hey, man, it wasn't like I was that off. I mean, Canada, you know, they're like basically us. They're like basically just more, us. They're like us. Basically, it's just more French. You mean like nice, cold, nice us. Ni- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ni- nicer or passive? Mm. Nicer. You think so? Better. I think they're better. I actually don't even say nicer. Better. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Because niceness is so surface. Anyone Kindness. can be nice. They're kind right, they're people. kinder and more welcoming, I think, than... I went to Quebec once. They were not very... Uh, well, it's, it's that's Quebec. a... Quebec. Quebec. Quebec is... Quebec. Th- they are very... We stayed at the Chateau Frontenac. Because Quebec is this big in Canada. There's a lot of... So Canada, the people in Quebec, Quebec are Quebec is like Canada's Quebec. Texas. Quebecois. That... That might as well be its own country, that little tiny. Right, right. It's just when you're so cold all the time, though, I guess. I that know. cold is serious. You no, know, warm your heart. That Good cold one. is serious. I do love that maple syrup butter, though, that they put on everything. And poutine. Delicious. Oh, poutine's so good. <sighs> Nasty. Poutine. You don't uh, like poutine? I don't like foods that, like, I can look at it and go, this is awful for me. I generally just don't like, I just <laughs> That's don't. That's my kind of food. I, <laughs> try, <laughs> not, I try I like. Not Does this look like it'll kill me if I eat it too much? Yep. Also, oh, I think give, that, make well, me another plate. The main thing is, I'm, because poutine is like French fries with other bullshit on it. Oh, uh, they're gravy. cheese curds and gravy. I know, but I'm so particular about French fries to begin with. Uh, like, I don't like over... You know, I I got you need. There's a, there's. I'm, a, I'm the baby bear when it comes to French fries. Yeah. As we just right, or else okay, I'm like, oh, well, these soggy noodles. These things suck. Now that we're fully off track, we're fully off best, track. Best best French fries, fast food. Where are you going? Oh, fast food. It's all. <sighs> well, who's got the best French fries? Who's got the best French fries? It's a, it's gotta be like some kind of okay. Like okay, we we. The undisputed. I'm gonna champ. say five guys for like it's not uh, fast oh, yeah, food, I mean, but yeah. like their fries are. Like well, if we're talking fast, well, in yeah, my yeah. head, when we think fast food, you have to like you're pitting the three heavyweights against. We're each doing other. the seven dollars or less. Are we doing Wendy's, yeah. McDonald's, King. or Burger King? Burger King, hands down, best fries. When Burger King's fries are done, like right on, I prefer Burger King fries. Burger King out of the three has the highest percentage of being too cooked, so it's like. It's hollow through the center, which uh, I don't enjoy. I enjoy yeah. that. That means those those high seventeen year olds they're letting that shit sit too long. Yeah, um, or it could be old oil. Old oil's the killer. Old oil. That's your blues name. <laughs> the, old- <laughs> that the, was way, baby tooth. the way we started passionately. Yeah, baby tooth is definitely your blues name. The way we started passionately talking about French fries makes me all think that this should be a slash food podcast. Yeah, we can we'll always, have an episode where food meets music. Yeah, Joni Mitchell. By the way, McDonald's fries are not the best fries. Uh, we'd like to apologize to the Joni Mitchell state. Uh, she is you. from Canada. Yeah, yeah, right. What does Canada have? What is their fries? Um, Tom Green. Tom. Green. Tom Green. Well, if we want, well, let's get this train back on track. Um, this is our first consensus pick. I I overlap with you. This is this was my number three as well. Um, yeah. Not much more to say other than, um, yeah, just put this album on. This is an album. Just do this album. Don't like yeah, put don't it on go, in the car. No. The first time you, yeah, you the first time you listen through this whole album, because I'm sure this album is 42 minutes or something. Yeah, put it on in the morning and if, drink coffee. Uh, I doubt he's doing that. Yeah, put it on in the morning. Put it on at like the last 45 minutes you're awake yep. on a night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and just absorb it because then you'll see that there are half the songs you can just play on a sunny day in a car ride, and or even the whole album you could honestly just play in a car ride. But the first time you really absorb it, listen to the whole thing at once. Um, my only other thing to mention, I, I love the song Little Green, um, which the the subject matter of that song is uh, Joni Mitchell 
put a child up for adoption when she was like living in a frozen un- unheated cabin and she was like literally burning her furniture to stay warm and she was pregnant and she wasn't she knew that it wasn't gonna be the best life for this child and the song little green is all about that and um yeah i love i i love this album and and joni mitchell is she's an acquired taste especially for people who are so used to the like everyone sounds the same auto-tuned whatever type of singing that has been prevalent the last 20 years she is her voice at times has this like loopiness and like she does this female falsetto thing that some people go like, "Ugh, I don't like this." And on this album, it's pretty heavy because this is a pretty minimalistic album, mm. but it's worth it. It's worth, the songs and the and the spirit of it and the sentiment. Those are the yeah. things because, like, if you want to listen to Joni Mitchell singing, check out the late '70s stuff when she's like her voice is a little fuller and 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 what she is singing and what she's writing is to showcase like the fullness of her voice. This is the show showcase the like the haunted and frailty the and right, all that stuff. it, it yeah. highlights the writing more. Right. Right. Uh, right yeah. Also, it, it, for all the people that are like obsessed with Stevie Nicks and your Fleetwood Macs, like and it's starting to be that mm. Joni Mitchell is your next step. This is like literally I think the next step. Yeah. Um it's got I think like more like uh you know I would say like uh more in-depth songwriting um it's got a different flavor of folk and I think it'll lead you down other pathways to like other yeah. other artists but. if if you loved the Taylor Swift yes, yes well especially the last two that came out it was like cardigan and mittens uh, wood, woods or <laughs> whatever two albums that came no, out last year but um, this is the grand folklore. this is folklore. the folklore and cardigan I think cardigan was the name of it Maybe that's a song. But anyway, those two records, this is the grandmother of that entire style. Yeah. So, like, this is the bare bones, stripped down, all to tape, like, yeah. no studio trickery. But this is the thing that inspired those type of yeah. those even, type of records. Even, like, uh, the band Snail Mail, like, I've been yeah. highlighting, you know, the past, like, couple months since that record came yeah. out. Like, same. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Put it, put this on quiet. <clears throat> nothing going on in the room. Loud, so you loud enough so it's like if she were in front of you singing. Yeah, like yeah. Which I that's how I recommend to listen to everything. But yeah, um, so good. Yeah, so so good. Yeah, um, so good. So my next pick is again sticking with the group and the. <laughs> let's guess. Let's guess. Um. See your naming bands. I don't even. I've, I have. I've, You're, I'm not oh, familiar you know, with. You know this band. Okay, let me think. You know them. You love them. Know this band. Oh, I should have guessed. Yeah, come on now. He's a magic man, He's Mama. He's a magic man. Um, heart. I love this part. <laughs> Dude, this album is full of that. Mo- those oh, moments it's so me. good. Yeah. So the the album <laughs> released uh, 1976 is Heart's Dreamboat Annie. Uh, is this where they're back to back on the cover? Hell and yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, this is their debut album, I believe. Sure. It's their first record. Uh, and it's just so good, man. It's so, so good. Anne and Ann Wilson singing, Nancy Wilson on guitar. Uh, or, yeah, yes. Nancy Wilson on guitar. Yeah. Um, and this is really the album that kind of put them on the map. Like, I don't, uh, from what I can remember you put from reading, like, they the didn't. Song, Dreamboat Annie? In our yeah, headphones. I can put the song Dreamboat Annie on. Heading down the highway. <laughs> right? I love, um, I love it so much. 
Yeah, and it's just like it's it's so, it's so good, and it's very you know this Anne, is like Nancy Wilson like heading spearheading this whole thing. Again, you know Nancy Wilson showing it's just like yo man, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't fucking play guitar. And I'll tell you what, man, she could run circles around. She wasn't lead guitar on this record. She wasn't lead guitar on this record. Not any of the records. She's rhythm guitar, but a good guitarist, uh, but a good guitar player nonetheless. The great, guy- well, great acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great acoustic. Yeah, uh, Ron, but all the Ron stuff, Fisher, that's, that's... Howard Lee's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So McCray wears credits to do. Nancy Wilson, a great sister guitar player. songwriting team, and yeah, yeah, right. great guitar playing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> especially that intro, like that's 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 Nancy Wilson, and she's just phenomenal finger pick style, you know, guitar player too. So um, yeah, I just love this. I love this album. I had never really listened to it for like a long time. And then once I got it on vinyl, probably like five, six, seven, uh, maybe eight years ago at this point. I remember when you bought this um, record. You bought this record at the Telegraph in New London, and you bought the Capital Starline label pressing of it. Look at that. Look at that. I'm a fucking nerd. I remember that. <laughs> I'm a fucking nerd. nerd. No, but we remember. that We have lots of uh, and record yet buying memories. He couldn't find his copy of Goodbye Yellow Growth. <laughs> I know. He hates I love record. this record because it's like um, female Led Zeppelin. Um, yeah. Right. It's got oh, like shit. Magic Man. Uh, what's that song on the um, on the B side that's like Chunky Monkey? Uh, um, I don't know. Man, that is such a killer guitar track. Um, I just know the goes. I know the greatest hits. I don't know the album album. No. Yeah. Well, there's uh, Love Me Like Music, White Lightning and Wine. Yes. This music has a lot more in common with like the Joni Mitchell folk stuff than like this isn't yeah, like the, a rock well, and roll record. There's a couple of is, those. Uh, there's a couple of those moments and type songs, right? But yeah, Nancy Wilson's guitar work mm. you can tell is influenced by the Joni Mitchell in terms of just like the finger style and like that kind of approach to her guitar acoustic guitar playing. It, yeah, it's like very. Yeah. Um, there's my dog whistle. <laughs> That's a good cowbound sound. Yeah. That's a good pitch. But yeah. it grooves, and Ann Wilson's voice is just phenomenal. She's, she's another one, though, where even her voice never really... She's awesome. Because I remember they did that They did that Led Zeppelin uh, Kennedy yeah. Center Awards thing, and right. she sang Stairway to Heaven. It was like, it was good, man. Like, it was incredibly good. And her voice, she never lost it. She still got it, man. And Ann Wilson, too, like, you know, she, she had a lot of scrutiny, unfortunately. You know, it is what it is. Like, she's a female in the rock group scene, and they were... They were like, what are they? Are they sisters? Were they lesbians? What are they? Right. You know, like that kind of thing. Unfair, you know, unfortunately. Um, and it's just kind of like, dude, just shut, like, let the music do the talking. You know what I mean? Like, is it good music? Yes or yes. Because it's good music. <laughs> I know? think Ann Wilson is, she's my favorite of the, of whatever you would call that classic rock era of women singers. She's, yeah. I mean, well, Christine McVie actually might be might be number one, but Ann Wilson. Would yeah, be I love two. I love Christine McVie too. This song uh, that's playing right now it's called "Sing Child." It's like Hendrixy and Zeppelin-y. Mm. It's this song is yeah. dope. This was the song I was thinking of. Yeah, the chorus is like "Sing Child, Sing." And yeah, she, she does so many of those Rob, Joe Walsh, Robert yeah. Plant type of lines. Yeah. yeah. So but really good, she can cool like actually sing them, and... which is really great yeah. too, because it's yeah. like in the range. It's not like the screaming wail up. It... <laughs> baby, baby, baby. And this yeah. album, 
I assume that they were like twenty and twenty two years yeah, old. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how like, old they were, but they, yeah, yeah, it's the first heart record. Yeah. It's, I love it because they look super young on that cover. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love this album because it's got the heavy rockers and it's mixed in with like the theme of like Dreambo Annie, like mm. being like the acoustic like links to all mm. the songs, um, and it showcases like the double of it. Yeah, right. Like this song is nasty as playing. Yeah, originally from Seattle, Washington, but uh, from what I see, they they sort of broke through in uh, in the Midwest, Canada. Nope, nope, there you go. Yeah, Vancouver. This, yeah, I I love this record, Dreambo and Andy. Yeah. Uh, obviously Check it out. Listen, has man, this, Magic this... Man on it that you know. It also has um, oh, some uh, yes, Crazy Fruit. on You. Yeah, Crazy on You is the other big hit <laughs> on here. But uh, Sing <laughs> Child, Sing. where's Ron Burgundy? Uh, yeah, this came out. Great. L- let me guess, 74? 76. 75. Oh, okay. oh, 75. That's yeah, but another record, too, 39 minutes and 50. It's 40 minutes long, man. Totally approachable. Great album length. It's proven. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, good, no no BS, just, like, rock and roll folk goodness. Like, one of the it's best, awesome. One of the best 70s rock records ever made. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's just, oh. it's so, so good. I was blown away when I, like, listened. Because I knew Magic Man. I knew mm-hmm. Crazy on You, you know. But when I bought that album at the Telegraph, it's like I listened to it in full, and I was like, God damn, this album is a fucking barn burner. It's just so good. Unrelated, super nerdy record collector stuff. Um, the original record label this came out on, Mushroom Records, mm-hmm. is one of the best center labels on a Mush- record I've ever Mushroom seen. Records. Mushroom Records. So check that out. Yeah. So yeah, cool. I'll there you are. Ha- yeah, I I know the hits, so I'll have to listen to the album. Album. Yeah, really, really good. Um, Luca, your I next pick. I am going to go with an album that I know. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch off there. Uh-oh. I'm gonna go with an album that we've probably talked about, but uh, probably less or so. I'm gonna go with the Shangri La's um, leader of the pack record. Um, so. If you want to grab that, my hand, Michael. My hands are a little oily. I will not pick. Yeah, them. I noticed they they look very supple. Yeah, I'm using the hemp oil lotion, but it like never go. It never gets absorbed yeah. fully. Yeah, which is whatever. It's me when I do the olive oil rubs. I'm just like, <laughs> why? I just smell like a salad all day. My hands just Delicious. leave prints all over everything. Look at the back cover too. Show the back cover. Yeah, the back cover is great too. I don't know if it's like super too glossy to see, but it's like a leather jacket with all the radio. Um. So the Shangri Las were a girl group from New York City. Um. I know the other. There's three people on the cover here, but the band was um, made up of two twins, two sets of twins, um, which was pretty cool. Um, So this is like an old school girl group. Um, They were produced by Shadow Morton, um, pretty legendary producer. Um, So all you children may... Yeah, absolutely. Thrawn leader of the pack. All you children may know um, the Shangri-Las from TikTok. Um, the oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no is um, from their hit song yeah. Walking in the Rain. Right. Um, remember. Um, so. What meme was that on TikTok? It's the. It's the, the oh no, oh no, no, oh, right, no, right, right, no, right, right. no. Like something, something bad goes, yeah, right. bad's something goes about, wrong. Bad's yeah. about to happen. Somebody like about to spill their coffee. <laughs> um, oh no. And it freezes. Yeah. I really love this group because <laughs> they do all this like that. Yeah, it's um this is the female tragedy songs. Mm. So when Jeff said like Jeff was like, pick like what you think is like female centric, yeah. all these are like teenage 
uh, female-centric yeah. songs. And so that's why I really like them. Um, it's like that yeah. point of view that's like everything is life or death in these songs. Um, if you don't get the boy, you're going to die of embarrassment and sorrow mm-hmm. and nothing ever good is going to happen again in your life. Um, so they're very over the top. Um and the subject matters are kind of cool, too. So, like, leader of the pack is, like, I love a boy in a motorcycle gang, and mom and dad won't let me date him and ride on his motorcycle. Um, yeah. It's also got, like, the great, like, um, this is 1965, like oh, I think okay. this album came out. Um, 1998. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the repress. <laughs> the repress. <laughs> um, this album is also... 65. Yeah, 65. it's got, like, yeah. the... um. That those kind of things on it. Um, th- obviously, remember walking in the sand. Mm. Um, another song on here I, I enjoy a lot is uh, "Give Him a Great Big Kiss." Um, mm. Gonna walk right up to him. Best yeah, believe yeah. I'm in love. L U V, which yeah. is also ripped off from the New York Dolls. Yeah. Um, this song is also heavily ripped off by the Ramones. Yeah, I was um, going to say that they're they're when I saw walking you, down the street. Yeah, when you not only listen to it, when you look at them too, like they have this sort of image that's very reminiscent of like the Ramones. Like they all have like their uniform that they they're wear. like the pink ladies in Greece. <laughs> this is exactly what <laughs> like that band up. is. This yeah. is yeah. the pink ladies. They all have the beehive haircut with their own leather jackets yes. and like the poodle skirts and yeah. It's yeah. like with boots. They're all dressed like with boots. they're all dressed like Sandy after <laughs> yeah, she real. she goes dark. Well, this is why it's I, a whole bunch of Rizzos. <laughs> yes, hey, this whole band is Rizzo. doing the kangaroo well, bop. Th- that's what it is. Like the one set of twins look yeah. like Rizzo, and the other set of twins look like Sandy. Right. Uh, and it's like right. that's what this this vibe is. It's um yeah. Sandy, and like it's so Sandy. influential to all the New York bands. Um, because yeah. these yeah. these uh, guys are from New York, the Shangri Las, um, and like. You know the Ramones, uh, the the New York Dolls, just everybody that yeah. came after them took like the image and the songwriting and just you know ran away with it. But um, check out the original, one of the best girl groups of all time, the Shangri Las, um, leader of the pack. And this is like rock and roll, so this is like piano, yes, like doom 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 bass, kind of drums, but mostly like tambourine, bass drum, and hand claps. Yeah, like. And like yeah. like a saxophone. Yeah, this is like the music that like it's inspired like inspired the meatloaf sound. You yeah, know, like <laughs> it's pre loaf. Oh, also. oh, and these spoken all the like spoken word like yeah. narrator is, like is he gonna love me? Is he good? Yeah. He's good, bad, but he's not evil. That's my favorite <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah, and then it's like Tevri yeah. <laughs> Um Also on the uh, leader of the pack, like so, you know, supposedly they got like a motorcycle in the studio. <laughs> um, also, like on these songs too, there's like shattering glass, like yeah, things yeah. like that. It's like sound effects heavy. Yeah, it's it. just one of my favorite yeah. favorite records ever. Um, yeah. This was also a blind buy for me. I bought this based on the cover in the record really? store. Yeah, I was. I mean, it is a good album cover. Like, it looks like it's going to be a good album, just by looking at it. Also, uh, this record label that was released on Redbird Records is all girl groups. Yeah. Um, great record label. Well, let's let's A and B these two, because really, it's like this is like the white girls' wrong side of the tracks version of like the Ronettes or the Supremes. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, you know, if I was going to you know pick another one, it'd definitely be the Ronettes. in, In that sound, but. Yeah. Right on. Shangri-La's leader of the pack. Give it a listen. Absolutely. Give it a listen. Jeffrey? Um, my fourth is uh, 
you know, just I can't ever leave this off my list because this is if I pulled my mom, this might be her number one. Uh, it's Tapestry by Carol King. Oh, yeah. So just like Joni Mitchell's Blue came out in 1971, Joni Mitchell is uh, on, I know at least a song on in background vocals on Tapestry. She sings harmony with James uh, Taylor Taylor on Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? Uh, Will You Love Me Tomorrow? And um, this is like, this is a little more, uh, radio and groove and a little more rockin' than like blue. So this this had big hits. This was record of the year and album of the year and all that stuff. Um, it's too late, which we we're listening to was a huge hit. Uh, but Carol King was a songwriter for hire for other kind of bubblegummy and early she, rock and roll singers. She's early Brill building, right? She was. Yep. Um, but she wrote with her uh, ex-husband, um, like The Locomotion. She wrote Up on the Roof. She wrote Well, you've Will got You a Still friend. Love Me Tomorrow. Will You Love Me I Tomorrow. She wrote You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman for Aretha Franklin. Yep. And uh, on this album, it was it's not her first solo album i think it's her second or third but this was like her big big like yeah. oh shit she's not just not just a songwriter she's a performer um oh yeah she was in that other band for a hot minute too but that maybe. it never took off i know what you're yeah. talking about sorry um but so on this album it uh she does her version of you make me feel like a natural woman which she had written specifically for aretha franklin but she does her version she does will you love me tomorrow which she had written for the Crystals? Will no. You still love me? Also, yes, it is the, the second album. The Shirelles. Um But this album is like, it's all the pros from the Laurel Canyon, California music scene. Yep. Um, people who played on every record at that time. So it's just like. Pretty much James Taylor's band, right? Yeah. Danny Cooch. Yep. Uh, who else? And. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I, I, I want to say as a side is note, Lee, is Lee Sklar on bass on this? No, maybe not. Mm, no. Yeah, Danny Cooch on guitar. Uh, who would you ask? Uh, Leland Leland Sklar. I don't think he's on. Bass. I, I'm not seeing that. We also have uh, Russ Kunkel on drums. Oh, who played Kunkel, on a lot yeah. of um, a lot of yeah. James Taylor stuff. But yeah, this yeah. this album is uh, it's like that folk. It's because it's not rock and roll. But it's singer songwriter. It's singer songwriter, yeah. and it's not just yeah. true folk. But it is like it's now getting to that seventies. There's some of that kind of R and B, almost funky type of yeah. percussion and stuff like that, and bass playing. Um, but it's the songs, man. It's I, maybe it's like eleven or twelve songs, and they're just. Yeah. I mean, they're every they're song. Crazy. Every song could be a number one hit. Yeah, the production on this album is like this is like kind of my favorite sound. Like if I, you know, what I'm trying to say like the way that an album is recorded and sounds and produced, yeah. like this is my favorite because it's natural. Overall. Yeah, everything's yeah. like natural yeah. and, and and like there's there's breath and there's right. you know what I mean. Like everything album, and it's so warm mm-hmm. and you kind of get that hi-fi hiss quality to mm-hmm. it. Like it's just so good, man. Especially on vinyl. If you listen to this on vinyl, it's, it does. Mm-hmm. It sounds so good. This album too looks like the album cover. It looks like a cat in a blanket and crocheting. Yeah, yeah. like a mug like of it feels warm like tea. That. Yeah, 
Yeah, and this this it really does sound like a woman who was like embracing like you know what, I've been behind the scenes, but I want to be doing my own thing and realizing my vision. And yeah. it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my eight friends together and we're going to make my album of my songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just yeah. like Blue. This is like one of the ones that's constantly mentioned by every single yeah. female artist as a touchstone and uh, a landmark album. And Shout um, out to the Gilmore Girls theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's What's on. This one? Yeah. When you lean, mm. I oh, will yeah. follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you are. Oh, and you've got a friend. This was a big hit that. Uh, yeah, James Taylor. James had. Taylor had. Yeah. Marvin Gaye did too. Um, but yeah, just. It's really good. Yeah, it's really. Every good. song could be yeah. a super hit on it. I like. Yeah. Uh, you got to get up every morning with a smile that's on beautiful, your face. Yeah. yeah, and her voice too is not. You know, it's not. So it's not super flashy. It's not no, over the top. No. It's very much like kind of dialed in and and yeah. more relaxed. And, right? Yeah, Good man. Yeah, it's just yeah. One of my favorite records, probably mm. of all time as well. Easy. Yeah. At the very least, this album probably gets top five most spins in my house. Mm. Easy, easy. Um, yeah, this album. Right it's, a, it's a King. it's a warm cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, to round my list off. Number five, uh, I saved it for like saved the best for last. I guess oh, you could say. Oh yes, uh, I'm gonna go 1976 album, The Runaways. Man, yeah, you got yeah, it. You can't not. You can't talk about like hard hitting sure. rock and roll oh. girl bands without oh, mentioning you, The Runaways. Put, put on American Nights. That's my uh, jam. <laughs> oh yeah. well, I was just gonna go. I was just going put on Walk top. Like an Egyptian. That's my jam. <laughs> oh sorry, uh, Bengals. But this is another one too, man. I mean, you had Lita Ford and you had uh, Joan Jett, and like they both. Sherry Curry, um, vocals. Cherry, you're, you're right. It's like Cherry. a. Cherry. It's like Cherry a hybrid. Cherry. 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 It's Sherry Bomb is the name of the song, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just another bit. You know, I mean, like just phenomenal band, man. Great, great, great band. Uh, influenced by some of the bands that I mentioned before, and would go on to influence bands thereafter, like Girl School. Um, you know, really setting the tone. Like I said, Joan Jett went on to have a very successful solo career. Uh, likewise, same thing with Lita Ford. Kind of went in two different directions. Joan Jett was much more like the moodier punk rock inspired thing, where Lita Ford kind of like jumped full on into the like the eighties hair metal, hair metal stuff. So kind I, of thing. I'm but gonna, she was a shredder, you know. Like we got, you know, you can. I'm gonna bring up a band you guys have mocked in this in this podcast. <laughs> uh, the Runaways sound like the female Slade. If you were to ask me. <laughs> Uh, who they were heavily influenced by. Uh, they sound a lot like Slade. They sound a lot like uh, Susie Quattro. They sound like a lot yeah. like um, the glam movement from England. T-Rex. T-Rex. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very simple. There's not a lot of, like, the drums aren't, like, intense. It's always just, like, a simple backbeat, yeah. um, which is, like, really reminiscent of glam and that whole movement. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just such a great. Yeah, great, it's like this is like a you know rock and roll beer drinking Les Pauls like you know yeah. cigarettes. When bands have two lead singers too, it's They're, like yeah, it's a, it it, yeah. it puts you in a different category, man. It just yeah. like it elevates everything you do because that two hand out you know you have different dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, Joan Jett sings uh, the song "Blackmail" on this record mm. on the first record, um, yeah. which I really really like. It's one of the you know. It's a great song. Yeah, I think because I th- 
if let's say there's ten songs on the album, I think Joan Jett probably sings like four of them. Yeah, maybe I think yeah. she sings two. I think she does. Yeah. If I had them in front of me, sure. I, but it's you know. Yeah. It's great, great yeah. record. Harmonies cherry, and... cherry bomb, the big, you know. Yeah, Sh- cherry bomb. Sherry. Uh, Sherry. Did you guys? I, have, I actually you... think it's Sherry Curry. Oh, maybe. It's I think Sherry. like my Sherry. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, also, this band was uh, managed by uh, Kim Foley, one of the rock and rolls. One of the big douches in rock yeah. and roll. Yes, one of the rock and rolls like uh, worst underbelly guys, uh, yeah. like kind of people. So uh, yeah. you know, just check that out. You know, just the whole you know the story behind it. And I was thinking, did you guys watch the biopic? I did not. That no. came out probably like, like twelve Dakota years Fan- ago. Dakota now. Fanning, yeah, and, and uh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I didn't see that yet. I watched it when it came out. Um, I don't really remember a lot of it. Um, it definitely highlighted the aspect of this band that um, I think is one of the pioneering legacies that the uh, this band was like. Um, made up of people who were, like, gay. Uh, yeah. Joan Jett is, you know... Yeah. I don't know if she's, like, super openly about it, but it was in the uh, movie, so. and she was, yeah. like, you know, involved yeah. in writing it. Um, so, uh, you know, the Runaways were also important in telling, like, queer stories and queer mm-hmm. points of view, and whether you knew it or not, like, it was a hard rock band mm-hmm. singing, uh, you know, queerly. So mm-hmm. I think that's also really cool, too. Yeah. yeah. So right check it out. Yeah, let's check it out. The Runaways. Luke, last pick? My last pick is the pick I was going to pick before, that pick. And it's on the shelf over here. It is Aretha Franklin's I Have Never uh, Loved a Man the Way That I Love You. I love for you. Um, this is her big, like, um, no good. coming out for Atlantic Records. Um, and when, again, Jeff said, like, female-centric, I know we've talked about um, Aretha Franklin, and I know we've talked about the song, but um, Respect is, like, the most female-centric song I can think of. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, and this album is just, like, full of all those moments about, like, you know, being a female, and um, yeah. Aretha Franklin lets you know um, about it. So, Oh, I, I gotta grab that for you, sorry. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this album, I remember, I, I listened to the, for the, the first time I really listened to this album heavy, I had it on cassette and I had a, uh, my old BMW, it only had a cassette player, uh, and, oh no, I'm sorry, it was the Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Passat. I have that cassette upstairs. Yeah, I'd like that back, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, and it was just like, dude, I, I it. I played it so much in my car because it's just such a great album just to like it's like no matter what's going on you can always just listen to this album and enjoy it front to back like it doesn't matter you know what I mean like some other things you have to be in the mood for or you're like trying to like you know like I said set a mood this one was like consistently just always great to put on regardless like it didn't matter I would always just this was old faithful I just pop it in I also had lady soul on cassette so I put that one in too. But I love the I love this record too because I love that thing where like her vocals, her singing is almost like breaking up on mic, mm. but it just sounds so good. It gives it that like a little extra grit when she really belts those high notes out. You know, I like um, the just so good. I just like the the song, um, like the songs that were chosen for this record. Mm. Um, if you look at um, her Columbia records. Um, uh, catalog yeah, I have a couple of those records that came out before these this album. Um, they're mixed and they're not like 
you kind of listen and you you don't really get who Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You listen to this right record and you're like, I know Aretha Franklin. She's a yeah. powerful woman. Powerhouse, like band leader. Yeah. S- s- gospel soul. Um, yeah. And for me, the epitome of like mm-hmm. why this is a great like woman record um, is the song Dr. Feel Good. Love is a serious business. Um, where she's like, I don't like where she's like stating how she's going to run her house like i don't mind company company's good once in a while but you know like yeah i i'm the i'm the woman in this house like nobody's gonna be up you know upstaging me this is how it goes um you know whether it be like his mother or sister it doesn't matter like i'm the woman um i like that um i also love like don't let me lose this dream um on this record where you know it's like dreaming about or not like dreaming but like a relationship in like you know that's about to slip through your hands and you know she's like like the chorus is like her like singing to her, like her loved one like don't let me lose this like yeah. don't don't let us lose what we saw together mm-hmm. um i just love that it's one of my favorite soul songs um and yeah every song in here is great i know uh jeff probably wants to talk about uh do right woman like it's a song he enjoys quite a bit yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't even have to talk about this album she's the one man yeah Yeah. this is like she's the like this whole album is just it's it's just thick emotions and it's it's the vocals man because the rest of the the way the the band sounds immaculate and it's just perfection this is muscle shoals right uh this album is was it recorded Muscle Shoals? I think so. I think some of it was, I but know. I don't think a lot of it was. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's she's the one, man. When it comes to uh, <laughs> when it comes to a singer, not just a female singer, like I got that she info. might be, she might be the one. Yeah. Um, all uh, all selections were recorded at Atlantic Studios in New York, except I Never Loved a Man and Do Right were recorded in Muscle Shoals, so those ah, two. Okay. I was right. I was like, I think some of them were, but not a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I yeah, think, this is a stretch. I think there's actually a famous moment of her in Muscle Shoals where um, I think there was a, some kind of uh, confrontation, and I think um, they pulled the plug and went back to New York. Yeah. I think it had to do with like um, yeah. her dude, but something it's, like that. It's like this stretch of records, though, because it kind of starts off with like – what, like Soul Sister in 66? And then you go, like, uh, take it like you give it. I never love a man the way I love you. Aretha arrives. Lady Soul, Aretha now. And then if you keep going through to probably, like, 72 Young, Gifted, and Black, like, that stretch of Aretha albums is just, like, <laughs> it's just, it's such an impressive body of work. And that's not even, I mean, she she continued to put to put releases out until, I think, 2011, 2014, somewhere in there. So it's just, like... Also, check out the group doing background vocals on this record uh, featuring Sissy Houston, uh, Whitney Houston's mother, the Sweet Inspirations, one of my favorite groups. Also did backings for a Mr. Beloated Elvis Presley. And I forget oh. her name, but uh, oh. I believe, Are- I know on a lot of records, Aretha's sister, sister. was a... a- Irma, Irma Franklin. Franklin. Irma Franklin. Franklin uh, yeah. You're right. Also sings backup on yeah. this record. Irma Franklin, yeah. uh, also the first artist to sing "Piece of My Heart," the yes. famous That's Big Brother right. Janis Joplin song. Um, oh. A side note on Aretha Franklin, because this is, if I'm recommending a, a record, this is the one I recommend by her. 
Um, go on to YouTube and Aretha died uh, 2018, 2019, maybe something mm. like that. But um, maybe two or three, four or five years before she died. So let's say 2013 or something. Yeah. She did a performance uh, at the Kennedy Center Honors and they were honoring Carol King's career. And Aretha Franklin comes out in a floor-length mink coat and sing, <laughs> plays piano and sings uh, Natural Woman. And Carol King, like, almost jumps off the balcony. She's yeah. so excited. Barack Obama is there. Barack Obama is crying um, I, and singing along I the words. I was crying <laughs> when and, I watched it. And it's like... This Aretha Franklin was probably seventy five years old, and it's Ugh. if you have four minutes today, look up Aretha Franklin Kennedy Center Dude, when honors she, when she stands up and she rips off the mink jacket and just like gives you the last. She's bit of that the song, one, man. Like, oh, she's the one. God, you can't like Incredi- incredible that voice and and of you know saying a voice. A voice is like the technical thing you have, but it's like an athlete. Like it's not just the abilities; it's like how you use them. Like. It's the spirit and what she can communicate through, like, because this record, she's 25. She sounds great at fucking 75. Like, yeah. she's... Yeah, incredible. Yeah, she's the Great one. choice. Thank you. Great choice. Jeffrey, um, my last off. choice is uh, from 2013, and Mike was hitting a lot of female bands, so I wanted to throw a female band in my mix as well. Um, this is my favorite current female band. It's made up of three sisters. It's called Haim. Uh, made up by of sisters Esty, Danielle, and Alana Hyam, and uh, it's their debut album "Days Are Gone" from 2013, which is um, I chose this as my female centric pick because uh, the majority of the record is the three sisters playing every instrument. They their co producer Ariel Reichshad plays um, you know additional keyboards or guitar and a little smattering on a on a handful of tracks, but this album overall is the three sisters doing all the instruments and all the singing and um i when i heard this band i was i heard like probably the wire i heard first and i went oh i'm gonna enjoy this band until like they fully prove that i shouldn't anymore like i'm i love this band they've made three albums um to date and uh yeah this first one is still the one i go back to because it's like catchy 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 it's kind of like you know you mix that fleetwood mac with modern pop rock and you know throw it in a blender and it's a uh, uh siblings doing harmonies is like something we've talked about in other episodes but like the bgs um you know it's like they all have their own sound but when you you're together it's just like they are from the same womb, you know, the same yeah, right, physical, right. spiritual Beach boys, you know, beach boys. Like it's the same style and like the way they breathe together, like to yeah. make, you know, and it's, and the fact that Danielle does lead vocals on bulk of the songs. She's a guitar player. She record all the drums for this record. Um, I love the sound of this record because it's like, I think the drums are all like sampled and triggered drums. So it has this electronic, like current pop production sound. It doesn't sound like a drummer in a room just playing drums, but, um, and it's, and yeah, I, I love the flourishes. I love the little like keyboard, little, sm- little things that come in. Um, but yet, yeah, I am just check them out. Like 
and this debut yeah. debut album like it just kicked down the door for me and i've loved their next two albums um but shout out to the original i love this band yeah we've talked about them before i don't know if this was the album that you had recommended it the wasn't. last time we talked about them or if it was maybe the i probably second. recommended the third album women and music part three okay so. yeah oh yeah but yeah, i didn't yeah, choose like standing at like the diner counter yeah looking, i didn't choose that for this bar. today's episode be only because the one thing taking that out is that Ariel Reichshad and um, uh, Rostam Batmanglij, their co-writers, co-producers, played a lot of like they were additional members of the band for that third album. More. So I wanted to go with like the sisters Female made this album. Centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this is a great record, man. Um, great, great record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. All right. Well, there you have our five album picks. Yeah. Wow. It was a long. This is a this is a long a long one, but a longy but a goodie. Yeah, longy but a we'll goodie. Take, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break, and then we we're coming back with a fun segment, yes. guys. I wanted to we're sh- gonna hit it hard though. I wanted to shout fast. out my Selena shirt for yes our, our our women's episode. I wish the Selena shirt was with the same le- exact f- format as the death shirt. <laughs> Like yeah, if it said Selena, no, <laughs> they make those. Have you seen like, the, like the, the Celine no. Dion one? Of course, where it's like a Slayer cover. Of course, of course. Uh, the Barry White one looks like yeah. Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. I still, I still have not unveiled my Steely Dan shirt. That oh, I'm wait, I'm waiting. You're waiting. I have a. You have to have the we precise have to wait for the I have a Steely Dan spin on another format that it, Luke will enjoy a lot. Um, right. This has been Jeffrey's this is my Steely, Steely Dan, Dan second. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Peaks is a show in which comedians have lively discussions about the most memorable peak periods of the actors, musicians, and athletes that dominated pop culture. John Koppel and a guest break down what each celebrity accomplished, why that person's work resonated with so many of us, what caused the peak to end, and so much more. All of season one is out now for your binging pleasure, and season two features breakdowns of icons like Mike Tyson, John Candy, and Leonardo DiCaprio. You can subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcast, and as always, it's brought to you by our friends at the Wasted Robot Network. Welcome back, everybody. Um, So continuing our Women History Month episode, uh, something we're going to do right now which I thought would be a fun idea. We're each going to make our own female super group. So you can choose any artist from any period of time, living or dead, to make up a band that you would love to see live. Um, let's say between four and seven members. You can name them. You can give your little thing about each person if you want quickly. Um, but try to build like your most entertaining, the most like you band that you would love to see, made mm-hmm. up of only, only women. Mike, you want to kick it off i'll kick it off why not uh so i think what i was trying to go for with this for me was more so like you know i did a lot of hard-hitting female bands mm-hmm. so i wanted to kind of like soul it up a little bit so i thought so my bass player is carol k oh sure hit me with bass even though she was a studio musician but whatever um on drums i went with cindy blackman santana she is the drummer for Lenny Kravitz and you know like she can do hard hitting and she can do sort of like softer kind of thing like I thought she'd be like a great drummer for that Um, I'm gonna have Christine McVie covering all my keyboards and piano stuff off to the side because she can hit hit you with nice like some nice harmony Um, 
And then for my uh, guitar player, I'm going to bring in Brittany Howard from Alabama Shakes and Thunderbitch to hold it down. And that's just going to be the backing band for uh, Sister Rosetta Tharp's <laughs> comeback tour. So they're going to be her backing band to playing all that stuff. And then maybe I'll throw a little Mavis Staples in there to just kind of like uh, yeah, to hit some, me with some, some, some harmonies yeah. and some background stuff and all that. I like kicking. So there is Love my it. band. <laughs> Luca? All right. Let's go, baby. I'm going to go with uh, Janet Weiss on drums from mm-hmm. Sleater Kinney and you know, oh, okay. maybe, yep. maybe some, some bright eyes there. Oh, okay. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Like a dog who just got sprayed. Uh, okay. <laughs> My, microphone etiquette. Um, so. I'm going to go with uh, Kim Deal of the uh, Pixies on uh, vocals um, and guitar because she plays in the Breeders as well, guitar player. Um, so that is going to be my guitar choice, um, and I like her vocal stylings. Yep. So that's where I'm going to go for that. Um, bass player, I'm going to go with, um, you know, I'm going to make like, I just want a really cool band, so I'm going to go with Kim Gordon on bass, yeah. um, just bringing in the noise. Um you know, and uh, I think, uh, you know, maybe I kind of don't want like a um, a bigger band. I think a three piece would be good. But power trio, man. Because th- mm. I, I think uh, I think more female power trios are where it's at. Also, yeah. um, you know, I just want to hear the noise. Um, and also shout out. I want to super shout out Janet Weiss on drums because she's one of my mm. favorite drummers. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like she gets noted a lot, but underrated. Yeah. So, right on. Great band. Those are my picks. Those are my picks. Jeffrey. Okay, so I'm I'm going the full I'm going a full seven piece because I want a very versatile band. I want it to be, um, uh, you know, a very soulful R and B, hard rocking, but can do the power ballads, can do a little bit of that funky kind of rhythm stuff. Um, so kicking it off, you hear the powerhouse drums of. Oh, Cindy Blackman Santana. Yeah, high five. <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, cool. We got overlap So there. You, that starts. And then Esperanza Spalding on bass. And then you have uh, Fiona Apple pounding low piano keys. Then Nina Simone oh, on like a Rhodes or Wurlitzer. Um, oh, I totally Annie, Annie Clark from St. Vincent on guitar. And then who comes out to the stage? Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina motherfucking Turner. And guess what? They do like three hard rocking numbers and then they go, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Aretha Franklin, <laughs> who comes out and does a power ballad. And now you have a seven piece on stage and you have straight up seven singers too. So like when one person takes the lead, you have two people on three part harmony, full gospel, like full full harmonies on every single song for the next two hours and you're just like holy shit because you have four lead singers nia simone fiona apple aretha franklin tina turner and it's just like kick you in the fucking ass yeah Yeah. um so yeah that's my band um (laughs) i would love that i would love nothing more see I was kind of thinking like of like these people's like kind of personalities yeah. and I'm like, you know what I mean? And then like, um, cause I was like thinking about like making a band with like Nina Simone. Yeah. And then I was like thinking of that and I'm like, well, 
I I would, but like I was like I don't know. I can't picture her getting along with anybody. Like to like <laughs> be in a band to play. Not you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I don't know. She would get like, along with my members because they're all pros. They're I don't all, know. Yeah. The amount of over singing in your band might be like people singing over each other. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, because that's why they all they all you know that they're from that church school think, of like. I think Tina Turner might might. Get a little well, here's what we tell Tina. Tina, you, s- you sing the leads, and you know what? On the shit you're not singing leads on, featured, it's important. The show is important. Featured fucking dancer right there on the side, hype man, like yeah, like yeah, a fl- yeah. like our flavor flavor, like get the crowd fucking going. Tina Turner, she the can- flavor flavor, flavor And Tina Turner could go out in the in the yeah, audience and be boy. like just the hyping up the crowd yeah. because. I agree. That's the danger. She's a li- you know. she, yeah. She can go off the rails. I like but, it. I yeah. like yeah. it. But great bands, man. Great bands. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's our Women History Month. Yeah. Uh, the made, month of March. I made the cool girl band that no one's allowed in. <laughs> like we're too cool. You mean um, the pretentious girl yes, rock band? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, listen, there's there's many more female artists we didn't mention today. But do just Google. Hundred greatest, most influential female artists, and you'll find a, a treasure of music to listen to yeah, for sure. from the last seventy years and beyond. Look up shit from the tw- look up Billie Holiday stuff. Look at you know, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Go way back in the archives because um, a long tradition of excellent music made by women, and uh, it's only getting better every day. Yeah. yeah, check out Yoko Ono's Approximate Infinite Universe. <laughs> Who was that? Real quick, before we finish off, who was that? Remember, didn't you show me uh, that female? Was wasn't it a female um, artist that played? Uh, maybe it was like Prohibition era or something like that, and she was like singing like those really, really dirty lyrics. Oh nope, that was a dude. Oh, uh, that was a dude. Yep. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was a woman. Cut, cut it. No, cut it no, episode. no. It was a. I apologize for my mix up. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was. I don't know, we I should end our Women's History Month episode with a man apologizing for something. It's only appropriate, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, as we here. all should. Yes, for sure. Um, on that note, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the bummer. The bummer. And Mike goes, oh, oh by the way. <laughs> Make sure you follow it's us a, on social media. It's a trademark of our show. Like, we'll comment, subscribe. Can I add something? Oh. <laughs> I think what Sorry. we've really learned oh, no, today. Now we've gone. Right, we go. got the mic master it general. <laughs> oh, no. You can't always get what you want. <laughs> but when you try sometimes, you get what you need. That's right. Yeah, there you are. Get in the garage. Get in the garage. The music podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.